Blog Talk Radio. Hey everyone and welcome to Kiss Me I'm Psychic. I am your host Kristen Corden and I will be joined tonight by my fellow Nespara member, Dale Roos. Hi Dale, how you doing? Good. How are you tonight, Christine? I'm really good. Thanks for asking. Dale's our team debunker, if you will. He's very, very learned learned in finding um different reasons uh, that a location can be suspected of being haunted. And he's got a lot of uh, experience in the environmental field, as well as uh, EMFs and, and different reasons that a place could be deemed haunted. Um, before I, I, want, I want to start tonight's show, I want to let you all know that on next week's show, I will be talking with James Boyd, Jr., now, James is the author of the very successful book, How to Attract Money by Using Mind Power. Now, if that hasn't caught your attention yet, I don't know what will. Now, I've read this book, and I can tell you it's very, very interesting, and I highly recommend it. So be sure to tune in next week to hear our interview with, with James. And if you want, make sure to go visit him at www.jamesgoyjr.com, which is spelled G-O-I. JamesGoyJr.com. I'm really looking forward to this, especially in a day and age where money is is so hard to come by and being uh, prosperous is very difficult, difficult for many different reasons. Um, Tonight's topic is not going to be so much on psychic readings, and I'd appreciate it if you'd all understand that. I wanted to really talk about tonight uh, the place of a psychic on a paranormal investigation. Now, it's obviously a topic on psychics, but it's not about psychic readings. Now, this is a topic that is near and dear to me because obviously I'm both a psychic and an investigator. And I do use both psychic skills as well as all the technical equipment uh, that we can get our hands on to hopefully validate what I sense and what other people sense. And as Dale can attest, we've gone to some pretty serious places. And he, I will go in and I will say, well, I sense that there's a woman standing over there in the corner, like that, that what was it, Dale, the, the carousel gardens that used to uh, be in, in Seamark, well, still in Seamark, Connecticut, but they, they sold carousel gardens. Yeah, they're, um, they're redoing it now. They're putting in a hair, hair uh, academy or a, uh, something like cosmet- cosmetology school. But, uh, yeah, that place was pretty hot as far as paranormal activity goes. Yeah, yeah, you would agree with that. But we have some weird, weird things happen there. I, I never forget that woman uh, woman on the stairs. I, I had seen the woman on the stairs. She was going up. It was just so creepy. And we had a group over there. And um, so I was basically telling you what I felt when you were coming behind me, measuring, not measuring me, thank God, but taking different measurements. And you did find something, though. You did actually uh, find something in the area that I was sensing this woman. Um, that the air was yeah. what? Yeah, yeah, it was about it was on the on the meter. It was or the the temperature gauge. It was, I'd say, probably eighteen to twenty degrees cooler than the surrounding air, uh, air ambient air temperatures. Yeah. So basically, we we brought the two things together. You know, we we went out. I did my psychic spiel, as it were, and you know, we had the other equipment. Yeah, you know, there's there's a lot of groups, and I think you, you'll agree with me, Dale, because you, you have been my boyfriend for some time, and aren't you lucky, and aren't I lucky, and um, definitely, 
But there are some groups who are very, very avidly against using psychics. And in a way, I can understand that. I, I can kind of understand if there's there's been a bad experience with anybody who's in a, a field that's... Uh, it's not a... It, the paranormal field is really not a scientific field. You can approach it in a scientific way, and you might have a bad experience with a psychic who rips people off or who's phony as, as, as all get out. But um, I think all in all, it's a personal preference. I, I, I really don't understand people being hostile towards psychics. Uh, well, I, I think that... Oh, excuse me, I'm sorry. I, no, I think what? that the people that don't have a psychic ability are, you know, jaded as far as their, you know, they want to use their equipment. That gives them a hard hard data to go by to say, yes, it's 20 degrees colder here, so there must be something. Or you get EMF readings that are off the scale. You know, to them, that's, that's proof. Yeah, you, you faded out a little bit. Yeah, for, for them, that's... That's their their way of doing it, and, and you know I think a lot of people do have psychic abilities. You know I've always maintained that people do have psychic abilities, but they might you know just be dormant, and that's that's something. I, I get that, but now you know I might get a lot of slack for this. I, I'm I'm sure I will, but like let's take EVP for instance. Personally, um, I don't see how a random EVP. You know I hear you and I have listened to a number of EVPs. I don't even want to even try to count how many EVPs we've listened to. And we've right. heard EVPs ranging from, hey, you, or i got to go to the bathroom, or, you know, just random. Well, that was usually me, but that's okay. That was, yeah, that's usually you. Okay, yeah. that's true. Um, but I don't see how, how, like, let's say we go into a place that's reputed to be haunted and we pick up an EVP that says uh, Joe or John or what have you. I don't really see how that can be any more credible then if I pick, go in and as a psychic I pick up someone saying the word Joe or I pick up, you know, a, a seemingly random piece of information. You know what I'm saying? Right. No, I agree. I agree 100%. But like I was saying, to, to the average person or the average paranormal investigator who doesn't have the psychic abilities that you do or, you know, other psychics do, to them that's their um, their hard scientific or hard evidence. So that's, okay, you know, let, me, let me ask you this, Dale. In your uh, technical opinion, and I, I think you're kind of sensitive, even though you, you know, you, you keep it, you know, and I don't, I don't go around, and I think you'll believe me. I don't really, and if I do, you keep me in line, and, and other people that I work with keep me in line. You know, I don't condone going and, and leading an investigation entirely based on psychic feeling. I simply don't do that. No, and never, never have either. No, we, we really never have, but what's, What's your? Do you think that EVP is is a concrete? If it's just random, obviously, if you get a, a you pick up an EVP that says, "Hey Dale, what are you doing in here?" or it's very very specific and you know validates uh, the history of the house or something a, a question that a, that an investigator has asked. Do you think that random EVPs or random psychic medium? Uh, impressions or messages are, are concrete data. What would you what would you define as concrete data on a science on a paranormal investigation? Well, I would I would I don't know if there if you can say anything is concrete uh, when it comes to paranormal you know paranormal investigation. 
happens, you know, when, if you get an EVP that does fit the history of a house or anything that, that went on in that house, yeah, then then you could tend to say, well, that that fits. But you know, you, like like you alluded to, you get different, you know, like hey Joe, or I have to go to the bathroom or whatever. Those might be just you know a random, might be a spirit passing through. It has nothing to do with the paranormal activity in that house on a constant basis. You know, there's there's many different. Uh, I'm I'm losing the word. I lost the word. But there's there's a lot of different scenarios as far as you know, especially EVPs. Those could be those could be anything. Yeah, I, I tend to agree. I mean, I, I don't know. I mean, they creep the hell out of me. I'll tell you that right now. Some of them really make my hair stand on end. But, you know, remember we lived in that house, don't get the address? I almost said it. Because <laughs> I'm talking to you like I feel like I'm talking to you on the phone, just me and you. Yeah. Um, and, and I would go into the basement, and remember I would see that guy standing at the door and he'd scream? <laughs> yeah. I would yeah. see the male spirit near the door, and he was screaming. I don't know if he was screaming at me, but he was he was pretty upset. And then I would go over, I don't know even know if you remember this, I would go over to the washing machine and dryer. And I just want to say this because it, it really uh, is important for people who want to do paranormal investigations and really need to understand that, that it's, it's really, it's good to be able to debunk, to coin a very popular term. Um, and I would go over to the to the, uh, I think Luann is on the line. Hold on, Luann, I'm getting to you. I just got to get my my blabbermouth lost. But I went over to the Washington dryer, and I, I every time I was doing the laundry, I felt like somebody was standing behind me. I felt like there was just a presence behind me, a feeling of presence. And at first, it would get me really, like, nervous, and I would be like, well, who is this? Sorry for adjusting my head. Who is this? What do they want? Why are they standing behind it? And then I realized that, you know, I needed to look around and see if it was something. I wasn't getting any detail. It was just a just an isolated feeling of presence. And I remember that you went down there, and there was there was all those uh, there was leaking of what the the electrical wires were very very bad. Yeah, there was there was there was a lot of expo- not exposed wires, but yeah, that that very well could have been because it was a you know. There was nothing covered up, nothing insulated. Uh, there was no drop ceiling in that part of the cellar. Uh, it, it could have been. Go ahead. I remember you went. No, I, it, you break up, and I, I'm sorry. I don't mean to cut into you. Um, these phone, these phone lines are just—they're not very well for me. I don't really know why. It must be my alarm presence or something. I don't know. But I remember you took some gauge and you went down there and you—you you actually took a measurement and showed that it was like blown out of the. They really was high. Yeah, they were. That was pretty. They were pretty high. They they spiked pretty high. I forget offhand. I forget what the numbers were, but there there was a lot of uh, free flowing current there, which could have, you know, that that could have been part of what you were feeling very very easily. Yeah. Well, the other guy wasn't because the other guy I did end up I did end up speaking to him, and, and it was it was more in depth. But the reason that I mentioned the wash and dry is because you know. People have said to me, well, we don't use groups of psychics and we don't, you know, we, we're professional, we're scientific, when, when referring to Nespara that we've had since 2006. And I don't think that's fair because we do go out 
and we do try to find other reasons. And that was an example of just that. You know, don't jump. If you're psychic and you want to investigate, that's wonderful because you'll be invaluable as a psychic on an investigation. But don't jump the gun. Understand that you're only human. I'm only human. Everybody's only human except the ones that are dead. And they're, they used to be human, so they're basically still human. And use the, the mind that God gave you, you know, and, and all the, the wonderful technical equipment that uh, we have available. And we have, I believe, this is Lou Ann calling. Um, it's from area code 508. I'm going to take the call. Hello, you're on the air, 508. This is Kristen Corden, Dale Roos. Hi, you're right. It is Lou Ann. How are you, Lou Ann? I'm good. How are you doing? Doing really well, good. I'm called in. Oh, I, I no have, problem. I'm always willing to help a friend. Yeah, I wanted to get uh, Dale. This is Luann. Luann, how are you? I'm good. How are you doing? Not too bad, thanks. That's good. Yeah, so you have your group out in Rhode Island. It, it's, what's your group's name? I, I My mind is going blank. I'm so sorry. We're actually out of Massachusetts. We're called Whaling City Ghosts because we're based out of New Bedford, which is the whaling city. And um, my team actually just grew a bit. Um, I always have been trying to keep it relatively small, um, but a lot of work was ending up on my back. Mm -hmm. So um, I ended up, I've added a few new people. I've got a lead investigator now named Renee Carr. Um, I have a researcher, Debbie White-Piva, and I actually do have a psychic on the team now. That's Tara Montembal. And um, I have to say, it's actually been fascinating working with her. And you know I always do kind of try to consider the psychic things, right. um, you know, as part of the whole big picture. But, you know, in a way I, I was afraid to, you know, look like I wasn't credible. You know, oh, we're a bunch of psychics running around. We see ghosts or, you know, we see dead people. But um, yeah. it, it has been really interesting working with her. And the last investigation, she was picking up on things. And I love it. It's great because what she said, I actually got some great EVPs that absolutely match what she was telling us. That's awesome. Yeah. That, now, you do it. I'm sorry, go ahead. That, that's okay. It was like you were cutting out for a second there. Um you know, we we um we've worked with her just for a short time on you know investigation. She's actually been doing uh, psychic readings over mm-hmm. at a place that's local to us. You know, it's called Three Sons. And when I put her on the team, I was you know a little leery to see how it worked out. And to tell you the truth, I'm I'm very pleased with with how it's going. And um I'm gonna keep her and and keep running with her. That's great. I hope that sh- that you told her that you were. I, I hope you didn't tell her you were leery, and if you did, I hope you told her that she worked out well. No, <laughs> no, she knows that. You know, we always have been a very scientific team. Um, at, in the very beginning, it was just two women, and I do tend to keep with my little circle of women. Um, you know, because way back, you know, 23 years ago, when when I actually wanted to be on a paranormal team. It seems like, you know, I was getting the brush off because I was a woman. So, really? Yeah. You know, it didn't seem, there weren't many teams back then either, you know, and it, it seemed like it was more of like the man's club. 
And it made me think, well, you know, why don't, when I put my team together, why don't I give the gals a shot? There you go. Yep. And to tell you the truth, um, I find that women are more comfortable with their sensitivities than men are. Mm -hmm. Um, I'll, I'll, I'll second that motion. Yep. So, you know, it has worked out because we will, you know, there's times when we're out on investigation and we do feel something, you know, and we will open up our mouths and admit that we're feeling something, whereas I see men don't, you know, and I have worked with a lot of men. I'm I'm very open to work with other teams. I work with a lot of teams in the area. Um, You know, I've worked with Spooky South Coast. That's all men. Um, And, of course, DART is all men. And, you know, they're great investigators. They put their heart and their soul into it. But when they're getting a feeling, they're not as prone to admit to it. And to me, that's information. You know, if you're feeling something, let me know, because then we can try to get a reading on that. We can run the EMF, the K2s. We can, you know, take still shots, take video of you, see if there's a cold spot, you know, that kind of thing. We can put the feeling to something a little more physical if if you give it that chance. And that's something that I think men just don't like to admit they're sensitive. <laughs> well, I think, you know, I, again, I, again I'll, I'll chime in on that one. No, you're right. There's a lot of times that you just, you know, I'm, well, I know just, you know, from personal experience that, that I'll feel something and I'll just brush it off and like, nah, it was, it was, you know, an open door, an open window, you know, something like that. But. Yeah. For the most part, I think that's pretty much dead on. Well, it's just like you said. Um, while I was on hold here, I was listening in, and you do have to try to th- try to find the physical, worldly things that are going on. You know, you may have a fuse box that is emitting a huge EMF, and, and this particular person might be sensitive to it. And telling us that you're feeling something, we can search for an answer. It may not be a ghost, right. um, but it just might be. You know, um, an experience that we just had, um, we investigated a very historic house in a cushionette. And, oh, the EVPs we got out. We probably have about 75 EVPs from that one investigation. It's a very active house. I was waiting to hear those on on Facebook. I was dying to hear those. I don't know if you posted them on Facebook yet, but I I was dying to hear them. (laughs) Ah, I I can post them somewhere if you like. I I do have permission of the owner. I I always like to work with the owner. And she was like, you know, you're my team. Go ahead and use them. And I was like, I will never do anything without your permission. That's just how I run. And um, there are some great ones. Um, And there's actually an experience that I had while the psychic was feeling something and the K2 meter went off all at the same time. And the the psychic was telling me this this is a woman who's in distress and I feel children here and the EVPs go along with it because there there is a screaming woman. Then this little oh, wait until you hear this little girl. She she just sounds like the sweetest little thing. She says a stitch in time saves oh nine. And then right after she says this, the woman screams, my baby. And it all has to do with what Tara was saying. This woman's in distress probably because of a baby she lost. Yeah. You know, back in back in the days, and this house actually dates back to the Revolutionary War, so there is a lot of history in this home. Um, yeah. And something else that I found that was very um, interesting that my researcher Debbie picked up on was I have two houses that are very similar. I have one in Dartmouth, 
and wanting a cushionette that they're just you go in and you investigate and you get you know you come home with almost a hundred EVPs. You're getting mm-hmm. touched. You're having physical manipulation of objects and and stuff happen right in front of you. You know, very similar circumstances. And then come to find out, the, both of these houses have running water going through the property, which is a very big factor, especially since it's polluted water. Um, and then we've got some contaminants that I actually think are acting as a battery for these hauntings. So what we have to figure out from here, and, and it's going to be kind of put on to the psychic to help me figure this out, are, are these spirits being attracted to the energy that enables them to manifest themselves? Well, that's well, do you know what kind of contaminants they are? They're, they're, yes, they're I do. There's mercury. Um, and all of our water around here, unfortunately, is mercury poisoned. Um, yeah. If you fish around here, you better not eat the fish unless you want to glow in the dark. Um, yeah. There is also PCBs, which were actually used as insulators for generators, and they have a capability of actually holding a charge. And, yeah, oh, yeah. Let, let's get Dale's opinion on this, because Dale was in the environmental field for, what, 25 years? 24 oh, excellent. Years? And also cadmium, which cadmium has been used in batteries. So there you go. Yeah, those are two. Those are two of the two of the worst heavy metals going are uh, mercury and cadmium. Yeah. Uh, but I, yeah, I would I would I would agree that the, especially with the running water, that that produces a lot of energy that that just you can't see or feel. You'd have to you know you have to measure it um, with, with like an EMF detector or some something similar to that, but. I would definitely say that the um, the pollutants have have something that the, the mercury and cadmium, in my my mind, would no doubt uh, gives give off enough energy for them to be attracted to or to draw that energy to manifest themselves or you know to be able to to uh, pull the pranks that they're pulling. Hmm. Right. So I'm hey, actually working on um, finding someone local who would do the testing for us, we would be willing to go down and get water and soil samples to be mm-hmm. tested to find out how high the levels are. Um, yeah. One of the houses, of course, it's Revolutionary War time, so it's been sitting there with all of these contaminants. Now, the other house, before the house was actually even built, the house is maybe 20 years old, um, right. there was a super fun site there where they actually went in and tried to clean up some of these PCBs and, you know, the mercury and et cetera. Mm-hmm. So that one may have a lower level just because it's been cleaned up, but it's still there. So I'm oh. not sure how high the levels actually are, but maybe it doesn't even take that much is no, the way I'm looking at it. Yeah. It, it, it may me... not. Go ahead, Chris. No, oh, I'm so sorry. It, it, it is fading in and out. Um, let me ask you both a question for, for Luann and for Dale. Um, in your guys' opinion, which was really not correct English, but in your opinion, um, do you think that having a psychic on an investigation, and then we can go back to that, because that's really interesting about the contaminants. I find that just, it's disgusting, but I find it very interesting in terms of, of activity. Do you find that having a psychic uh, on an investigation as opposed to, let's say, a skeptic or someone who's more technically inclined, do you find that it increases the activity and, and it's more, you're more readily able to get activity or, or measure activity, or do you find it the other, just the same equally? 
telling anybody. Go ahead, Wendy. That's a tough one because I I've actually wanted to keep my team a certain way because I wanted to be able to attract the spirits. Um, I've had like a lifelong problem with being mm-hmm. a ghost magnet, and I just can't get away from them. So when I put the team together, I wanted more people who had the same ability that I had to be able to attract those spirits and make those spirits want to talk to them. Um, Now, with the case of a psychic, I mean, to me, that's another person who's a ghost magnet. These people want to talk to them. um, And it's really hard for me to say because we... We do always seem, if if we're in a haunted location, we always get evidence. Something always happens to us. You know, I I do very much try to be nice to the spirits. You know, I, I don't usually provoke unless if I think I'm dealing with something negative. Um, you know, I, a little kindness goes a long way, I guess, is, is the way to say it. And, you know, to the spirits are in turmoil. I'm going to provoke them and add more turmoil to a situation that already exists. So I think I'd actually have to have more time to right. to decide whether she... But I don't see her as as detracting from the investigations. And, and I think it was Andrew Lake who is... Um, he's another local. He's in Rhode Island. He runs Greenville Paranormal. He said uh, a team without a psychic is just a bunch of guys running around with K2 meters. You know, when you don't have a psychic, you don't have that that input. You know, what she tells me, I actually will try to go on. You know, when she tells me she hears a woman in distress and she hears this woman screaming, I ask the woman why she's screaming. And she screams, ah, my baby. And to me, that's an answer. Yeah. And I wouldn't have known that this woman was here in distress unless I had Tara there to tell me that there's a woman in distress here. So, you know, also a lot of these groups will go in just for evidence. Now, I, as, as I understand as you speak, you go in and you try to help to move these people on or help in whatever way you can. Well, that's the thing. I do tell the spirits if if there is something that we can do for them, we will try to do it. Um a case that just came up, it, it hit me really hard. You know, we we really were not expecting this to happen. We, myself and my lead investigator, Renee Carr, were actually sent to Profile Rock, which, you know, in history, it has always been a Wampanoag place, which they were the local Indian tribes that was basically almost annihilated when the pilgrims got here. You know, we the, the Wampanoags helped them out, helped them survive their first winter, and we mm-hmm. thank them by telling them, you know, you go to our churches or you have no rights. And oh, yeah. this yeah. tribe here, um, it ended up King Philip is how he's known. His actual name was Metacomet. This rock here called Profile Rock supposedly looks just like his father, Massasoit, who was the one who actually did help the pilgrims. So we are sent out in the middle of the woods, two women all alone, in the middle of practically the Freetown State Forest. Now, we didn't come up with the Wampanoags, and unfortunately Tara couldn't be there that night. She had previous engagement, so it was just us. What we got was the cult murder victims, which that was a well, terrible you, case. I remember your, your yeah, I remember you t- talking about that either on Nears Forum or at, at that's terrible. Yeah, yeah that's um, that's got to 
the way we feel about these girls is one of the EVPs is actually a good class A. It is, you will serve Satan. And then there's another one that's actually a male voice. We ask, who is Kyle Drew? Which Kyle Drew is the person who is actually in jail serving time for being the ringleader of the cult that killed these girls. Now, I can't claim whether he's guilty or not, but when we asked who Kyle Drew is, we have a class A that says Kyle Drew. And it makes sense. Who is Kyle Drew? Well, Kyle Drew is Kyle Drew, isn't he? So, you know, we go out there completely not suspecting this, and I have this terrible feeling in my gut that these women believe that they're stuck here and that they have to serve Satan. And I think that they're afraid to cross over. It's like that Bobby Mackey's place that I always see on TV. Uh, They forget, I think several teams have been down there. They they must feel like they can't move on. Definitely, that's just... Oh, you know, and you know, we're hoping. I, I'm actually probably now. Wheeling City Ghost has always funded itself. You know, we're we're a bunch of women. Some of us are single moms. You know, we do our best to be our own entity and not to have to survive on donations. Um, but we will probably ask for some donations because we'd like to do something for these girls, mm-hmm. and we'd also like a remembrance for them. So we're thinking. Um, of making like a plaque right. that remembers these girls. Um, and hopefully when we do this, we, we want to let them know that they can cross over, that they're not yep. slaves, you that's know, it, because I don't think they were willingly in that cult anyways. My gosh, that's just, that, that's very, that's so dramatic, and it's, so, it's tragic. It and is I can't tragic. Just, I can't imagine just going there and just not, just a to go in and speak. Evidence just for the sake of evidence. I can't. I, I don't get that. Maybe it's because I, I care, and I'm not saying they don't, but maybe because I feel things and I feel the, the sadness or whatever. But we do have another caller, and I'm praying that my feeling about this is not right. It's uh, you guys are up for a call. We are up for a call. Sure, yeah, why not? Okay, this is area code 404. I hope my feeling is right. 404. Hello, 404. You are on the air. Hi, um, how are you? Good, how are you doing? I'm great. Uh, can I ask if you're, you were thinking about your feelings as far as the call is concerned? No, you know what, I'll tell you something. I, I, had, I should have clarified that, I, I apologize. I had a very um, sad and, and kind of a, you know, there was another call before, but they, they did hang up. I wasn't able to get, the, you know, get to them in time, but I had a very sad feeling this evening and usually when I something that someone was very upset very very upset about something and I, I just was uh, hoping they would call back to be honest with you oh hoping that they didn't call back no no hoping they would hoping oh okay I'm sorry okay well I'm not sad by any means <laughs> so I hope that person who's sad I hope they start to feel better as well yeah, I but um, I did have a question however and my question was in regards if you guys are doing readings. Um, not right this second. We were having a call on uh, the place of the psychic on a paranormal investigation, but I, you know, since they're not not breaking down the phone lines, I can I can take your question, Luann. I don't know if you want to chime in on it. I I don't know. Oh if you no, I'm always interested. Yeah. So like go I ahead. say, it's more input for my databanks. <laughs> okay. Well. 
I guess my question was, I have evolved a lot spiritually over the last several years, the last two and a half years. And I am, I'm sorry? You're, you're a Christian. No, I used to be. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay, go ahead. <laughs> I used to be really, really deep into Christianity, but over the last two and a half years, I've gotten more into spirituality and metaphysical things of that nature. And I know that because I'm developing spiritually, I I know that there's so much further that I can go. However, I feel like my location is supposed to change, and as a result of my location changing, I will start to develop even more uh, in my spiritual self, even as far as my psychic abilities are concerned, and just becoming more spiritually connected. Right. So my question was, if 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 I will be moving to that new destination in order for those spiritual principles to develop within within me, I guess is my question. I mean, they're developing, but I just feel like I'm in the wrong location at this point in my life. Yeah, well, I get a sense that you're very blessed. And, you know, I, to me, I, it doesn't make any difference whether we're Christian or we're, we're approaching it from a non-Christian. God is God. And that's, that's, I didn't mean to, you know, insult anyone when I said that before. Um, the first thing that came to me as you started to talk uh, was visualization. That's what came to me very, very strongly. And I'm going to go with this because it, it does feel very, very strongly. And usually I I'm very, have a difficult time, you know, getting my thoughts out. But this is strong. The sense is that you need to quiet and visualize things and go more for the – I sense that you're very thoughtful. You think things out. You're very uh, rational, which is good. But mm-hmm. to go over to the, to the visual, visual visualization, if I can say it, you know, like close your eyes and let your let your thoughts quiet type of thing. And and try not to see it as an intellectual thing. And then you will find that everything that you need will fall into place and that move that you need to grow will happen. But that's definitely what I get very strongly for is is to visualize that, is to let your thoughts go and and go more on the spiritual realm of it. Does that make sense? What, you know what I'm saying? Oh, yeah, it makes a lot of sense, and I do a lot of that. I think I've gotten to the point of where I am now just by visualizing and holding on to what it was that I've seen right. in order that it may go further. Yeah, but that you, makes sense. more specifically in the, in the aspect of um, change, you know, to, if, you, if you think a lot about something, feel it more. That's what I mean. Feel it more. Really, like not just believe it, but really feel it in your. Just really feel it. And that's what I'm being called by spirit to say. I I I, I hope that it makes sense. I'm, I'm trying to express uh-huh. it in a way that sense. So I think that after okay. that, um, you have about six six or seven spirit guides around you. I don't know if you wanted to hear that. I'm I'm sharing. I hope it's okay that I share that. Yes, um, uh, by all means. <laughs> You have you have a lot you, you have gone a, you you've come a far a long way you've come a long way I sense that you were a little bit confused before and you're freer now but you still have a little ways to go but you do have quite a, you have six or seven guides that are that are definitely around you and almost 
in a protective and a guiding way. I mean, that's generic. I know that's generic, but it's a strong thing to stop. You'll get, you'll get what I mean. You will get what I mean if, if you go for it and just stop thinking so much about it. Don't think so much what I have to do. You know, don't think what do I have to do to get here? Should I sell something? Should I do this, that, the other thing? More or less just feel it and let your guides guide you. <laughs> that sounded really stupid. Let your guides, like, flow. Let everything flow. That's, I'm literally seeing that in my mind, and it's very strong. Let everything flow. And just go with the flow. That's what your guides tell me. Go with the flow. Okay. You're, okay. You have a very powerful energy around you, and I, once you tap in, the more you tap into that, the greater things will happen, and I do see that very much. Okay. All right, it makes sense. Thank you very much. If you want to get back in touch with me, please let me know how you're doing. Um, okay. Here. God bless you and, and best of everything in what you do. Thank, Thank you. you so much. Bye-bye. That was a beautiful reading. Thank you. I don't know if that made sense. I, 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 I Sometimes I get all ahead of myself. That was a nice lady. What a powerful I letter. think there's a lot of people who could benefit from that advice. Go with the flow. <laughs> Myself included, I tend to think a little too much. Well, that's that's true. You know, you, a lot of people tend to over overthink a lot. You know, everything. So, go with the flow is a good way to good way to do it. She had a she had a a very good energy about her. Very good energy about her. Last week I was green. Last week I had literally had eighteen, nineteen callers, and I continued after the show. And I was just completely drained from all the energy. They were wonderful people, but I, I got very into But do you find that happens to you, Luann, when you go on an investigation or the psychic you work with, do you find that they can tend to get drained? Um, I don't ground myself well. That's one of the things that I have a problem with. Um, if, if, number, if the number from 203 is listening, please call me back. Uh, there's a number, another number from 203, and I, I do want to speak with you. Um, or go into the chat room here at blogtalkradio.com because I have a strong feeling about you and I would really like to talk to you. I know it's when we get yapping, especially me, it's so hard to get in. Don't give up. I do want to talk to you. So I'm sorry, go ahead, Lauren. Do you think that that happens? Or? Hmm. Um, I think that she probably tends to feel things um, physically. Um, there were times on the investigation where she was feeling nauseousness or dizziness. Um, a couple of times she did have to sit down. Um, but like I say, she has started doing readings. Um, I'm not sure if she's doing it professionally or if it's just to help out a friend, um, you know, with her store. Um, but I, I think that it tends for her, at least as far as I know, to be more draining when she's working with the living. You know, because yep. I, I think sometimes we tend to feel that, you know, and, and you probably need to ground and center and probably cleanse all of that off of yourself afterwards. Um, a lot of um, the people that I've spoken to over the years, because I, I do see it as a big picture. I see that the human as a person has so much potential to see other things, you know. Um, I've had plenty of experiences in my life. You know, I, I'm very open about it. I've had prophetic dreams that actually come true and, and that kind of thing. And everyone that I know that works in, like, the metaphysical side always mm -hmm. talks about, you know, 
grounding, centering, cleansing yourself afterwards, and maybe you're just not giving yourself enough of that, um, because I don't actually recall that Tara had said that she was feeling very drained after the investigation, but she's also so excited to be given the chance, too. Yeah. You know, she was just, when I actually asked her to come on to the team as the team psychic, she was tickled pink. She couldn't wait to get out there and is ready to go again anytime we're ready. So um, I'd say that might, you know, be something because I know, I do know there was, you know, I experiment a lot. I'm very curious. I can't help it. And I actually tried something and I did see things. I actually saw things that had to do with someone else's life. It was a friend of mine who lives in Texas and I saw things that didn't make sense to me, but when I told them what they were, then it made sense because they told me what these, you know, pictures in my head were. And I didn't cleanse or anything afterwards. I was a wreck for like three days I was so weak and someone told me you know did you ground did you center did you cleanse us afterwards and release it and it was like um no was I supposed to (laughs) I forget everyone when I do it I'm usually pretty good but you know when I when I forget it it tends to bother me you know when we went to Carousel Gardens I remember that last time there was that we went up way up into the third floor and it was it was quite dark physically dark and spiritually dark and I remember, I, I know, Dale, you were right there because we had no light. It was pretty creepy. And I, hmm. I ended up getting a connection with, uh, I think it was the child, wasn't it, Dale? Yeah, I believe it was, yes. Yeah, and I ended up, I, I just was, literally, I was weeping. I was actually sitting in the, I couldn't stop crying. I just was, you know, and I, I think that it, it, it kind of is, a, it's a hard thing when you when you have the, the sense of these things and to work within a group that might be more technically inclined and they might think you're hysterical or, you know, you're going off the deep end and that's not scientific and all that. But I think that the paranormal world as a whole, and, I, you know, I'm not saying anyone specifically, but we need to get a little bit more compassion. Because when Dale and I went through our haunting, our haunting, it was our own personal haunting, you know, we went through, and I wasn't able to use my psychic abilities because I had the postpartum big time and, you know, it, it was it was nasty. It's nasty to go through hauntings. It's really scary, and you feel alone. And then if it has an inhuman twist to it, it just makes it even worse. You know, and I know you've gone through. That's why I, I just really like you, and I respect you because you've gone through years and years and years, and you learned literally learned how to deal with it. On it a daily takes basis. a lot to deal with it, and it is on a daily basis. We. I I feel once we've had a connection with that negative side, we can't ever drop it we always have to be on our toes and that's actually part of the big picture to me because you know people are getting more open to the paranormal you say inhuman or the word demonic or anything like that and and suddenly people want to close doors on you you know (laughs) and i don't think that's fair because you know if, if you take all of these negative cases they're not all crazy you know, maybe 75% of them are crazy. Maybe even 95% of them are crazy. But there are the exceptions, and these are real things. I mean, I have tons of evidence that I would have to call them a negative, inhuman-type entity. I, you know, I can't tell you 
what exactly it is, but we do need to start getting into that side of it. And, and that's another addition that I've put on the team. I actually have a psychologist on the team now. That's um, and, you know, I feel like when we get the whole picture, and there's also a doctor who, you know, they don't want their name mentioned, of course, um, who is a neurologist who is an advisor to me. Because oh. I've got this big picture going on, you know, where, you know, look at this this case I was talking about, you know, I do think these contaminants that are there and are in evidence have something to do with the haunting but I also think think that certain people's physiologies have to do with them being attracted to entities, whether they are, you know, negative entities or positive entities, and we can't help it. And you so know I, I've discussed this many times, how I feel that, you know, sometimes it is a person's physical body. Just one little twist there somehow with the way that their energy is coming out of them, and we are beings of energy. We can't help that we burn energy. We can't help that we have an energy field around us. And we also can't help how our energy interacts with other things. You know, maybe some would say dimensions, levels of being. Um, it is a big picture, and I do think that I am onto something, and I am pursuing it. That's why I found, you know, a medical doctor who can advise me, um, a psychologist who is on the team as an investigator to be there. And she, that's a great part. You know, she can see things that I won't see. When I go to, say, interview someone, you know, she's going to be able to see things that I could never see from a psychological aspect. Right. She'll be able to pick up on her on her, her idiosyncrasies and that, that sort of thing, yeah. Exactly. Yeah, I mean that makes a lot of sense. It really does. You're covering all bases and you know, when I meet with people or read for people, you know, it's it's important that people understand that when our spirit is affected, you know, if we're being affected with paranormal activity, it's gonna affect every part of us, not just our spirit, not just our mind and not just every Every single thing that, that we have, our mind, body, spirit, is going to be affected. And to just go and, and approach it from one aspect is, is, is really, in, in my opinion, it's, it's not doing it justice. You know, yesterday I had to walk around with the smudge because there was just there was just something around. And there was just, you know, every once in a while we still, you know, for the most part, knock on everything and thank God, you know, there's nothing that, that really comes out like it used to. But every once in a while, something rears its ugly head, and there's just bad days, you know. And you got to get out the smudge, and you got to fight back. And they're, they're probably, you know, talking about demons. They, they don't stop. You know, they're not going to stop. Their their whole intention is to just attack and to keep attacking. That's all that they do. They don't, you know, you can't get a, a squirt gun of holy water and, and fight them like you're He-Man or something. You know, <laughs> it takes a lot of years, and I, I, I get scared because sometimes people especially younger people, they see television shows, movies, whatever, and they think that they can just rid it in an hour or get rid of it in a half an hour or 45 minutes or whatever, and it's not the case. It can ruin a person's life. Well, that's that's a good point, too, because um, I prefer not to get involved with negative entity cases, but Mm. there are occasions when I do 
if I feel like I can help the person and maybe get them in contact with people who can help them. But my advice is usually that the person who is experiencing this stuff, there's a lot of work inside of yourself that you need to do in order to be free. Now, if if you're, you know, like me, I my actual infestation spanned 22 years. Other people were being affected by this. My children were being attacked. And when, you know, when I was younger and this was happening, I didn't want to face it. I just kept saying, oh, I'm crazy, this can't be anything, you know. And as I got older, I realized that, you know, something's going on. And then especially when other people were being attacked. That was yep. when it really hit home to me. I said, you know, this can't be sleep paralysis because exactly the same thing happened to my boyfriend when he slept over at my house. And sleep paralysis is not something that's contagious like a cold or the flu. No. So for them to have an experience like that, it really hit home. And I went out and I thought I could get help. And someone could wave their magic wand over me and everything would go away. But that wasn't how it was. I actually, I I mean, I went towards shamanism a little bit and the Native American, like, walking that red path, I guess is how you could say it. But I had to make some big life changes for myself and gather myself. And in the end, I faced it down. I told it to go away. I told it it was not welcome and that it could never come back. And the funny thing is, is that night was the last time that thing ever attacked me. So when I'm hands on these cases, and I actually have a case where I was very concerned. This entity was making threats against the baby that she had. And, you know, I told her, you really, you want to ignore this. You don't want to give it attention. You don't want to give it power. You want to find something that touches your heart and your soul that gives you strength. You know, and I made a lot of suggestions, and this person did not want to follow my suggestions. And that was a case where I walked away, you know. I've got a team here of girls that I care about, and Mm -hmm. I will. I will bend over backwards. I will do what I have to do to help a person in that situation because I know how it is. But it does also have to start with that person because you you have... What was that? No, that's that's what happened to me, and I I, I remember it so distinctly that, you know, I had the the self belief that, uh, and I and I'm going to say that it was because of religion. Um, I'm not going to say which which religion, but I had a lot of bad self beliefs, and I really actually got to the point where I thought that I deserved what was going on, and this was in like 2007, um, where finally my little three year old at the time something happened to her. I don't want to get into it because I don't want to you know, exploit her or, or exploit anything that happened. But I saw her get attacked, and I know what I saw. Hmm. I know that it was paranormal. And I stood there, and I, it was that day that I realized that, you know, God, in in all of his forms, you know, does not want me to live with this, you know, and not be, and being helpless. He, and he empowered me as a psychic, as a medium, as a really, really strong woman, and as a good mother to fight back. And that's when it when I changed the way that I thought about myself and what I felt I deserved, that's when things just were like, oh my gosh, she really likes herself. She's, you know, got this strength. It was a, it was a newfound strength. It wasn't I any fair. It. You know, it, it was just like a self, a, a healthy self love. Exactly. Certainly, 
the mother Don't they bear. Say, you know, even without religion, they say God helps those who help themselves. And, and, I mean, I try to stay out of the whole religion thing. I try to look at myself as, like, multi-denominational. And yeah. I feel you can turn that around. And the thing is, is to, in order to have any kind of faith, you have to have faith in yourself. You have to love yourself, just like even relationships, you know. You can't love someone else if you don't love yourself. Yeah, and well, that's that, kind of what yeah. it all boils down to in my eyes. Yeah, well, love one another as, as you love yourself. Treat right. everyone else as you want yourself to be treated. If we that's can't right. have that in ourselves, well, there's no way we're going to be able to help anybody else. There's just no way. It's not going to that's right. You know, but that's a, it's an interesting topic. We have seven minutes left. And, um, you ran, you're a wonderful guest. Oh, my gosh. Oh, I thank you. Oh, I've done thanks. this before. <laughs> I, I, don't, I don't have to do much talking. You guys are taking, uh, taking doing my job, so that's good. <laughs> oh, well, that's when's my paycheck getting here? <laughs> uh-huh. oh. in the <laughs> I'm doing somebody's job. <laughs> no, no. No, no it was help. actually really great talking to you. I mean, we've known each other for how long, and we've we've never even really gotten to speak with each other. Yeah, four or five years, anyway. Yeah, definitely, yeah. at least. And and the funny thing is, is, is I have to say, I bet I would enjoy working with you if we ever get the chance. You would you know. enjoy working with all of us. We're fun. I bet. We'll have to yeah. get together one of these days. Yeah, we, we are definitely fun. We are. But, um, yeah, there goes Dale. Sorry, Dale. Yeah, well, I'll, I'll throw in a few, my two sentences. Yeah, you're not that far away. You're only in New Bedford, so that's not bad. Yeah, well, you guys are Rhode Island, aren't you? No, Connecticut. Oh, Connecticut. No, I was close. Oh, well, yeah. You're <laughs> just next door. Yeah, that's all, basically. Well, We're all definitely. New England there somewhere. No, well, I think if you're not too far, you're probably about an hour away. Yeah, about that. Yeah. I, for some reason, I keep thinking you're Rhode Island. I, I don't know what's going on with me. I need my Geritol or something. Well, I'm really close. I mean, it's maybe 20 minutes away, and I'm in Providence. Right. Oh, so, yeah. You know, and, and I have worked with some people in Rhode Island. Like like I say, I do want to see the, the field become united, you know, Always. whether you have different investigational techniques or not, we can all merge, you know. I, I've worked with a lot of teams, and, and I love doing it. I love seeing other people's methods. I love seeing the equipment that they're putting to use. And I actually do, too. I, I do. I, I like to talk to people how they work, you know, what helps somebody. And, and it's very And it's an area that can never be learned completely. There are no experts. That's right. I say it all the time. Is, is delusional. You know, if you someone tells work. you they're an expert in the paranormal, they're full of it. <laughs> I don't agree with that. But now your your website is whalingcityghost.com. Is that where your your website is? Or is or it is. Web- you can also find me on Facebook or MySpace. And our website's actually down for construction at the moment. Um, but it will be back up soon. We've just got so many EVPs and pictures to add to it that it is taking us a little longer than we thought. Um, but yeah. it will be back up soon, I hope. Yeah, we're, the Net Spiral Group is going through a whole big overhaul, and we're trying to do the – I don't even know how to do a website. I'm embarrassed. I'm trying to get a new website up, and 
there's some people who were interested in joining, and I'm trying to get that done. And it's it's much fun. There's not enough time in a day, you know. But but you're you're around, and you're you're Luann. Do you want to give your last name? I don't want to just say it. I'm Luann Jolly. It's J O L Y. You can find her on Facebook if you guys want to. Yeah. Um, and and my my illustrious and wonderful website is www.peacefulreadings.com. Uh, it's just it's a fun website. <laughs> oh, really. excellent! I'll have to go stop on over. I'm being facetious. It's not fun at all. Um, it's just me. What I do, a little bit like that. And uh, uh, Dale doesn't have a website, but he should. Dale, you should. He have should. It isn't his. I miss it. No, I miss that. should have a website nowadays. Oh, oh, sure. Yeah, <laughs> I, I love websites. Yep. That's me. It's <laughs> <laughs> a website. I use it. Web, it's it's you know, it's, yeah. <laughs> but, and next week, my guest will be James Goy, Jr., author of How to Attract Money Using Mind Power. And I'm going to say that that's, that's a title. That, that's a show you don't want to miss. Because that's oh. a big aspect in, in our daily life now. Nobody has any money. So it's just a good book, too. It really is. You can find it on Amazon.com. Uh, his website is James Boy Jr., G-O-I, JamesBoyJr.com. And um, if you want to email me, you can do so at PeacefulReadings at Yahoo.com. And uh, we thank you all for a wonderful, thank you guys so much for a wonderful interaction. I so appreciate it. I'm sorry to everyone who wanted a reading and I didn't do that tonight. Um, next, Not next week. Not next week. There's not going to be any readings either because I'm going to have the guest, James Boyd Jr., again. Um, so if you want to email me, you can. And thank you guys. It's been wonderful. Thank you so much. It was just a joy talking. Hopefully we'll get to do more subjects like this. And, Luann, you're always welcome to call in. Uh, I'm going to end the show now. Thank you. And Dale, thank you. You were awesome, Dale. I am I am just, I'm impressed <laughs> a thousandfold. You were really good. You you, you missed your calling. I am, too. Little, not I bad think for you've got box. yourself a co-host. Yeah, <laughs> he really is good. Well, yeah, Luann, you were great, too. I'm, it was very nice talking to you. It was you. great talking to you, too. Got thank a voice you. behind the screen names now. Yeah, right? <laughs> But we'll have to match the faces up pretty soon. Yep, that we will have to do and get together and scare up some haunts. There, you go. there we go. <laughs> that would be great. All right. Well, you so guys have fun. a great night, and thanks for having me. Thank you. Thank you. Yeah, and you're well, like Chris said, you're welcome anytime. Well, thank you. God guys, have a great fun. Sunday. You too. Thank you very much. Good night. Good night. Tune in next week, Sunday night, 7 o'clock to 8 o'clock on Fifth Man Psychic. God bless everyone. Good night.